Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello, welcome to this podcast episode. I'm a little dramatic in my uh, title, like officially in the mid-20s, what now? Oh my God. So I said I would always freak out before turning 25. I know. I don't know how old you are listening to this, but like 25 is not that old. I know. I know that deep down. But um, there's like that Netflix special quarter life crisis and like kind of. But I had a moment because for a lot of – I've oh gosh, I don't know where this is going to go. So I started my business at age 20. And if you met me, you would not think – Like if you met me in the four years that I've been running a business and doing my own thing, you would not think I was age 20 to 24. Um, Yeah. Well, I like started the business when I was 20, then I turned 21 like right away. If we're going to get – if there are any Virgos listening to the the detail in that. Um, Yeah. So if you – yeah, if you met Lisa in her early 20s, as like business owner or blogger or whatever the hell I was doing, right? Um, I wouldn't have seemed that young. Wise beyond my years. I've been told by multiple people that I'm like an old soul. But I had, but like for a long time, I, I would have these almost limiting beliefs that like I couldn't do certain things in my business or I couldn't achieve certain things because, oh, I'm too young. I can't do that yet. I'm too young. Like I'm not at that point yet. La la la. But really it's not the case. Age doesn't matter. If you're like 18, you want to start a business, do it. You have the energy and that honestly like puts you ahead of a lot of people. I like to say we don't really have competition because No one is you and you are uniquely yourself and the way you do a service or create a product is not how someone else is, you know, going to. Like I'm not a big fan of using the term competition, okay? I work in marketing during the day and like I hate doing competitive analysis because I truly believe there are no competitors. But if you really want to think of it in that way, like if you're young, you have so much advantage over your competition. If they are like married with kids and you're just a single young person, like, oh my God, you have so much of an advantage. And I didn't really realize that when I was really young because you don't realize things when you're young because you can be naive. And I had this moment though where like I wanted to take another um, course certification because that's what I do. And, um, I thought to myself, like, no, you don't need to take this certification just yet. Like Lisa, you're, you're only, you're only 25. Like you have so much time to do this. And I have never, ever had a thought like that. (laughs) It's always been like, oh my God, I have to get all this done. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I'm having a realization moment that you're only 25. You have many years to do things. You don't have to do everything at once. This is a good realization, okay? 
But then it prompted me to look at everything. And this is very Gemini of me, but um, I wrote down all of the education that I've done because I've, I've had a lot of, I guess, ninth house transits happening. Like I'm going to read my birthday chart here. Like I did this last year. I read my solar return chart. I'm going to read it again because it's something really cool that you can look at too is your solar return chart to see like if you were born like your exact sun degree this year or whatever year you're listening to this, like what what you would have like if you were like if I was born 25 years later than I was at an eight degree Gemini sun, this is what my chart would look like, right? Um, and then yeah, it's it's really it's cool. And it can kind of for you. This is where you get to like timing and predictions. I can also bring up my perfection here. I'm just gonna open up that in a tab to talk about perfections too. But um I think last year in my I think I had like a ninth house moon, which is where my moon is natally. So I'm this like freedom seeking adventure. I have a little bit of a Sagittarius undertone to my moon. I think that's why this podcast is called Don't Tell Me What to Do. And um like it, in the solar return chart, it was natally. So I, I still did a lot of studying, but it was a Capricorn moon, I think, in my chart last year. And um, I got a full-time job. It's new. <laughs> um, which I had to reframe, always reframing things so that like, you know, and it's not to put a positive spin on it, but it's like you can't really live in the negative. But I was very hesitant to start working full-time because I just said I love freedom. But um, working full-time nine to five, like this is a realization that I've had with, I guess, the age I am. And because most people don't work for themselves for four years or like three and a half years before they get a full-time job, I do things backwards and upside down. And um, I realized a few months into having, like once I guess I was out of the probationary period, I felt like I could settle in more. Don't get me started on how I think ancient probationary periods are within jobs. Um, or it should be shorter. I don't know. But once that three-month probationary period settled, I was like, this is cool. I have all of my, like, you know, human, you know, annoying expenses covered. You know, I have a roof over my head. Everything's covered because I have this job. And I've met new people. I've connected with new people. And so when I do things in my business, I'm actually able to have more freedom with what I offer because it's not needed. And there's a really like um, being a Gemini and I have my North node in the third house, Mars in the third house. Language is very important. Like the language you are using for, um, and how you were talking to yourself is very, very important. So before I got my full-time job, I would, I would say things like, oh, I need to do this meditation class this summer. I need to get 12 people to register, right? Because you have income goals or revenue goals, money goals, whatever, because you like things you have to, you know, pay to live. And that's how they've all, they've neatly set up the world in this way. Right. And so, yeah. But then when I got the full-time job, I was like, I want to do this meditation class because it sounds fun and I want to see how it, how it goes. And, and it really flips the energy you have towards what you're doing. And I've said this to a few people and they just like agree with me when I say that um, because my teacher said this, humans are like the best 
bullshit detectors. Like a human being can tell when you're being, like another human being can look at you and know when you're being inauthentic or they can like almost smell desperation on you. And so, which isn't like a bad thing, but it's like, if you really need X amount of money so that you can pay your rent, like people are going to feel something off of you and it might come off just not, not inauthentic or like your heart's not really in it. Right. So one of the biggest reframes that I had, and if anyone was, I don't know if anyone else was self-employed first before working full-time, I mean, tell me, reach out on Insta, let me know. But if you're someone who dabbles in, you know, having a side gig or business, I do not use the word hustle, but if you have, um, a side business, something that you do outside of your nine to five and you just think, oh, why couldn't I do this all the time? Like, no, no. It's like a blessing because I feel like it takes a while to figure out if you're very entrepreneurial or very creative. It takes a while to figure out what you actually want to do. I don't know if that's just me being your your fellow Gemini, Um, any kind of air energy. But if you just if you're, you're still figuring out your flow of how you want things to go and everything, I mean, really having a consistent salary, which to me, it's very weird to get paid every two weeks. I totally wasn't used to that. I was like, this is almost too easy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like, this isn't right. Like I'm used to collecting invoice money monthly and I'm just like, oh my God, what's going on? Or waiting for Stripe payouts, which take like a week or whatever, right? Like it it was just – or like getting randomly paid on a Wednesday because someone – you know, it's just so weird every other Friday. It's like what is this world, right? I don't trust anything and this is where like – like I have my own little conspiracy theories. I have Aquarian energy in my chart. So like that's a different podcast episode. But um, yeah, basically – it allows me freedom and that's how I've looked at it. So like working for someone else actually gives me freedom within my business. It's a really weird reframe and workaround. And if you told me that when I was 21, I probably would have been like, oh, no, that's not how it works. Don't tell me what to do, you know, but no, it actually, it works. And when, no matter what job you're at, you're going to connect with people. You're going to learn new things. It's not like a bad Thing to do and I've had to really reframe in my mind that like working for somebody else is working for someone else like on a full-time basis it's not a bad thing um it's kind of cool but I think I was talking about education I totaled up how much I spent in education because this is random but if you look at your Venus sign in your natal chart um it can really tell you what you love to do or love to spend money on because like Venus is the planet of like money and abundance. And I'm just staring at this number of how much I've spent on education. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, because I I was going to do like another training program. And I'm like, you're so young, do it later. And then looking at how much I've spent in education in three and a half years, I'm like, holy shit, like, yeah, you can wait to do it. But I don't want to say like I've, I've spent on education, it's a waste. Like I invested in myself to be able – to be where I am right now, to like be, you know, offering the services that I am and feel confident in doing so. So like I look at that number and I'm like, wow, right? So like I have dates here. So from September 2015 to December 2018, I was a student uh, 
at a university in Ontario. So I spent God knows how much there. I don't have that number. So that would be more formal education. And then about $1,500 extra because I did some courses at a college like in social media. And then I did like a mindfulness course at another college. And then I did a fashion certificate at Parsons. Um, That was like a fun thing I did when I was like 18. And then so from January 2019 to um, like now in 2020, so like just – yeah, like three and a half years. So in January 2019, I started my yoga teacher training, which was like almost 2K. That's what I paid for mine. And then after that, I did um, a level one meditation teacher trainer training program. Oh my gosh, I did – um, like a advanced mindfulness teacher and meditation teacher program. I did Reiki 1 and 2. I did the Deborah Silverman Astrology Level 1 and 2. I did an Ayurveda immersion, which you learned about Ayurveda and YTT. I did a yoga for scoliosis program because I have scoliosis. I did this other astrology program. I did the Transformation Academy. I got to life coach things for shamanic and spiritual life coach. What the heck is that? I did another astrology course with this like Canadian something for astrological – Canadian Association for Astrological Education and then stuff with my awesome teacher, Natalia Benson. I've done some of her stuff too. Some of these were certifications like the first ones that I was saying were more like I have pieces of paper to say I'm certified in certain things. I've spent over $10,000 in education. And looking at that number, I'm just like, oh my goodness. But three and a half years, 10K, and investing in myself and investing in knowledge. And I can't think of a more Gemini thing than looking at this and being like, it's like, what have you been spending money on? I've been spending money on learning. And I'm just like, yeah, that's so Gemini. And then in my chart, like, I have some Virgo. So I like self care. You know, I get four facials a year. You have to do that right? The food that you're buying. So it's kind of cool in your needle chart. It can kind of like everyone prioritizes different things and it kind of comes through in your chart. I just think that's kind of cool. But I looked at that. So that means if you average it out, it's around like 3k a year in like self-education and empowerment of knowledge. And I'm like, wow. So my like, I guess I could talk about life paths too. Um, like life cycles, life path number. Looking at that, it's like, oh my gosh. Because I feel like I always, somebody I knew once, like they would always read and always um, just always be like learning new information and they like stopped reading. And I was like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. Like you're not reading a book. And then they were like, now is the time for action. I spent my whole life learning and now I must act. And they're very the Libra I'm talking about so and I was like okay right and I feel like I'm at that point not when it comes to reading books but like I'm always obviously learning something new like I can't help myself but it doesn't need to be this like official like program that can that can cost upwards of thousands of dollars and you get a certification right because I have all of these certifications and it's like cool do you really need any more to to you know read astrology charts and do your um, business meets astrology mentorship program and, you know, teach a meditation class. Like I'm completely certified to do all of that. Um, So it's just a a, a reflection I'm having of like 
my 20s because if you look at like I think I was 21 when I started doing all this and I've hit 25 and I'm just like but I also want to say I don't know how much I spent at my like the university that I went to in Ontario but like because it's part of known of my like I didn't I didn't finish my degree but I have a certificate from them but I'm going to tell you that the education that I studied that I listed that I spent 10k on way more valuable than the business program I was in at the university I went to like way more beneficial and valuable than whatever the hell I was learning there um no offense to the uh you know post-secondary system in Ontario but uh yeah, I learned more from doing like internships as well. Like I felt that was more practical to learn marketing than like sitting in a classroom. I don't know. Everyone will like have their own unique learning style, but yeah. So I pull up my chart. It's like a ramble, ramble education. But if you are Gemini, you might know what I'm talking about or Sagittarius. So on this chart, and another reason I think I might be saying what I'm saying is because um, of this chart, like how my energy has shifted. Okay, so I'm a life path six though. So like how you do your life path numbers. So like my birthday is May 29th, 1997. So you would like add five plus two plus nine plus one plus nine plus nine plus seven. And if you, you know, get that down to single digit, it's six. And then what you can do is you can put your birthday with the current year. So it's on May 29th, 2022. So I would go 5 plus 2 plus 9 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2. And that puts me a life cycle number 4. And 4 is foundational number 4. So it's all about work and saving and building the foundation. And like that the rest of your life will carry you. And so I feel like that's why I'm kind of like, okay, We've had the fun in life cycle three, right? And it's like, we're getting more serious. Apply what you've learned. And I can just hear my very Virgo brother be like, you need to make the money back. Like you almost get like a return on the investment. If you want to think of education like that, like a return on an investment. So that's where I'm at now. And then I look at this uh, chart here. And I have one, two, three, four planets in the 10th house with the North Node. And then I have three planets in the 9th with Chiron. I have Saturn in my 7th, which kind of freaks me out, honestly. I have Pluto in the 6th. And then I have my part of Fortune in Cancer, which is intriguing. Um, so I wish I could, like, share this with you guys. So... At eight degrees, so like eight, like eight degrees, like I think it's 12 minutes. So the 12 is there. Because um, if you look at like the legend on astro.com, so it says for me, eight gem, 12, the little thing, 11. So I think that's like 12 minutes, 11 seconds. I hope that's correct. Um, so like that's like my exact degree for the sun. So this year, um, Okay, it says it'll be on May 29th at 10, 15, 19 seconds a.m. Okay, cool. I'm filming this the day before my birthday. Um, so we're, the energy actually like isn't at this exact chart. 
So it's very interesting. So I have a Leo rising on my chart, which just, I'm just like, oh God, I'm a Cancer rising. But for my solar return, it's like, oh, you're a Leo rising. I'm like, okay, I have to be seen this year, I guess, which kind of makes me uncomfortable. So I'm going to be this like, this energy is going to come up where it's like, I'm going to really try to tap into selling more and like allowing myself to be seen to promote what I'm doing. But I'm going to be really shy about it because that's Leo rising. So I have my eight degree Gemini sun in the 11th house, which is where it normally is. So like I'm still going to have my Aquarian conspiracy theories of the world and the government. Um, but there's Venus, Uranus, North Node, Mercury, and Taurus all in the 10th house in my, in this, in this chart. I'm just staring at it. It's right at the top of the chart and there's all this stuff in it. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm a Taurus stellium in the 10th house. Like, I don't even know how to like, I don't even know how to really do that. Like I have, (laughs) I have one Taurus placement, like in my natal chart and I just don't know what to do with all this. And it's all the top of the chart. And when something's at the top of your chart, it's really almost like how I'm going to be seen in my career. And I almost think it's like this energy of like, if you think of a Taurus, a Taurian career, it's almost like steady, stable, high value, getting paid your worth, consistency, long-term. And and if if you've been listening to everything I said in the beginning of this, before we hit, oh my God, we're at the 20 minute mark. Gemini is like the complete opposite of all this energy. So that's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, We have Midheaven and Aries still, thank God, because that's my normal Midheaven. And Aries Midheaven is all like leader. Aries Midheaven can come through as an entrepreneur, like hello. But it's almost like no matter where you go, you have to be the leader. You have to be leading just because it's like in you to lead. So if you have an Aries Midheaven, or a lot of Aries, you're going to want to be the one in charge. You're just going to want to lead people. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the word like manager. I prefer leader, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I can just think like being a manager at a job, you know, full-time salaried, consistent, long-term. It's so like the mix there of Aries and Taurus. And then in the ninth house here, we have Neptune, in Pisces. Then we have on May 29th. I don't when is this going up? I have it like scheduled for I don't know what day it's going up. Um we have the uh, Mars Jupiter conjunction in Aries. So I don't know what exactly is gonna happen. <laughs> but um both in Aries. And so I feel like that just make that might make me very it's happening on my birthday so it might make me very um very just action oriented oriented this year on how I like go after things and then Chiron is in Aries as well so like healing around it's like the independence healing wound but collectively we have it now the Saturn in the seventh which I'm like oh god um Saturn in the seventh it's like the seventh house is partnerships um <laughs> It could mean business, romantic, whatever. But Saturn is a plan of commitment in my seventh house. So I'm just like, oh God, who am I committing to, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. 
the seventh house we have Saturn. It could make it could mean commitment to business partner, a commitment to some kind of working business relationship. It can mean a commitment to a person. As I record this, I'm a single human being. So I'm just a little like, oh God, what does that mean? But it's in Aquarius. And Aquarius energy means it might be an odd pairing. Now see, that intrigues me. So like an odd, yeah, an odd match, but it might work. Okay. We have uh, Pluto in the sixth house. So like transforming through health and well-being. I've been on like a healing my gut journey for a while. Um, I have digestive issues, but my natural path is awesome. And I can now eat small amounts of gluten without feeling like I want to die. But I feel like there really is a transformative quality to taking control of your health because, you know, I have all this Taurus energy in this chart. So I feel like I'm going to be very, um, monetary goal focused, right? Like money focused. Like I want to save this much and that, but like it doesn't matter how much you save if like you can't digest food, right? So there's this big power in like the health as well in my sixth house here. And then if you were to like see how this chart looks, you know, we have that Saturn in Aquarius squaring a lot of this Taurus energy. So tension with partnership and career, that's fun. And then there's a talent triangle though with Aries, Gemini, and then that late degree Pluto and Capricorn. So there's some like harmony working there. But then there's a lovely T-square if we want to include the nodes, um, south node, north node, opposing, and they're both squaring Saturn and Aquarius. And so how do we release? It's like a big red triangle. Had I have this in my natal chart, but how do you really like not this particular one? I have an immutable energy, but how do you release a uh, a T square like a triangle? You go to the opposite end. So I would look at this point of the triangle, which is the Saturn and Aquarius, which is almost like that committing to a some kind of partnership that might look or f- like might look odd to the outside world. If that feels tension causing we flip to the opposite end which is be yourself shine your light let yourself be seen individually self-expression creativity with this freaking leo rising over here in the first house that would be our release point we would release to the leo i always say like any strong leo energy is just like pretend you're like seven okay and do what seven-year-old you would want to do like if 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 you do have a release point in Leo, like that's kind of how I would look at it. So for me, it's always just like, I would like to dance. I grew up dancing. So that would be my like, I feel like release point there. But just a lot of energy in my chart, nine and 10. So much in nine and 10, because like even right now, like the transit's so much in nine and 10. And nine and 10 is like, they're considered the entrepreneurial publishing media work houses so which I don't know I feel like it's my life I I think I feel like I work too much because like work is fun I don't know if you think work is fun (laughs) I have Saturn in the 10th in my needle chart so work is fun um now I'm just gonna try to find the perfection wheel in astrology okay i think it's like astro seek if you want to do this astro seek 
yeah annual perfections perfections is really cool when i discovered it um okay oh my gosh i put my birthday so it's basically like each year of your life you and it's like kind of collectively so like all 30 year olds i think it's like a seventh house perfection year so a lot of people you know commit to a, whoever they're like with if it's their person and they get married um which i thought it was interesting that 30 was a seventh like the marriage year i'm like interesting and then they say that because 29 is a sixth house perfection year so like um yeah okay can i do it for that date and then the um sixth house so if you're 29 it, i am not 20 i'm not hit that age yet but when you're 29 they say you go through like a, a health kick or something because it's like the year of your health so again i wish i could share this i don't know if i can like add photos in like show notes i have no idea so this big wheel so like when you're born you're technically in like a first house perfection year and then when you turn one it goes into the second then when you turn two it's a third house perfection year right so i'll get to ages that kind of like more matter so when you're 12 you have another first house perfection year and then when you're 24 you do and then when you're 36 48 60 72 so these years 12 24 36 48 60 72 you might just feel really like yourself and with that first house year you might just be very like almost like trying to get back to your true like authentic self will really come through in those years so then if we look at when you're age one which when i say that it's not like the younger years it's like you might have no memories of the of those but age one 13 25 37 49 61 73 those may be years where you're more focused on things like income coming in how you're working to earn an income does it feel safe um things like steadiness reliability um really looking at that so for me being 25 i'm entering a second house um perfection year which means and that really goes with what i said earlier about the uh, 10th house in taurus energy um, but what what makes perfections unique to each person is that how whatever your chart looks like. So for me, like my chart starts at Cancer, which means that when I was the ages of like freshly born, 12, 24, 36, 48, 60, 72, I feel more lunar because Cancer is ruled by the moon. So for me to feel truly like my, let's say, authentic self – I got to look to my moon placement and you'll really tap into that energy. Um, but when you, let's say, move to age 13 or age 25 or age 37, you're going to be focused more on that. Okay, I know who I am. How am I going to like earn a living and and like survive in this world, right? But how do you do that? You look to the the ruler of your second house. So for me, my second house is Leo. So I look at my sun placement. So by me being my Gemini self, just sort of writing, podcasting, social mediaing, working in marketing during the day, teaching, that's truly the like probably best way for me to 
like be of service, earn an income and add value. Um, so yeah, so some cool things about perfections is that when you hit ages, like age 27, it said you might like move. Um, I mean, you can move at like any point, but like age 27, you might do like a big move because it's your fourth house. Um, or you might do things like dig into ancestry and things like that. Um, what else? Age 29, I said, is like that health kick year. It could also be like age 17 or 41. Um, and then when you're 30, 18 or 30 or 42, it has that more serious energy of partnerships, um, like committing which is cool how it winds up also with your Saturn return because so many people have told me in their Saturn return when I ask like um, that they got married. And then it's another fun thing. When you're 21, so think back to when you were 21. I pivoted my career at age 21. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be talking to you through this podcast right now. Um, but think about when you were 21, if you had changed your mind from when you were like, a teenager and what you wanted to do as a career. So age 21 is one of those, um, okay, I need to get like serious about how I'm going to be seen in like the work world. And it comes around again at age 33 and then again at age 45 and then 57, which when you hit 57 would be more of that like retirement stage of things. I'm just saying like a few of the ages because I'm trying to think who's listening to this. When I look at the demographics, it's mainly like 23 to 45. So um, people say 23 is a very like spiritual year, like age 23. And um, I will definitely say it did that for me. When I was 23, that's when I did, when I talked about at the beginning, all of those courses I took, <laughs> I did that at age 23, really. Like I did a lot of it. And um, my 12th house, which age 23 is a 12th house perfection year. So it's supposed to be a very like reflective spiritual time. But my spiritual time is ruled by Mercury. So that would mean like the studying. So look to see what is ruling your um, 12th house. So, like Look to see what the ruler is. If you go to horoscopes.astro-seek.com slash calculate dash perfections dash astrology you put in your birth date and it will tell you you could even like go back and look at like all your birthdays but in reality like um you just need to know like this chart that is here it just shows you like all the years so i'm trying to think of like another cool one here that i've seen like even saying something like okay reflect when you were 22 did your friend group change because that's like an 11th house year or like when you're 34 um what else I'm even thinking like age 28 is the fifth house perfection year and like the fifth house is like dating. So if you started dating somebody, like if you were to follow this to like a T, which that's not life, but it's like, okay, 24, you're like, okay, I know who I am. 25, you get the job that's totally meant for you. 26, you connect with the right people. 27, you move. 28, you start, you know, dating someone. Um, and it's more like long-term. 
age 29, okay, I got to get my health and wellness in check. And age 30, you get married. (laughs) It's just like, it's interesting how it like flows. And like age 31, you might go into like a more reflective year at uncovering patterns. Age 32, you might want to like travel or study more because maybe it's been a while since you've been at school. Age 33, you're like, okay, let's get this, make sure this career is going. 34, am I aligned with the right people? 35, okay, I just need to like chill and rest because that was a really long like long 11 years and then boom you're 36 and you're like okay I know who I am right now see I have only made it to age 25 and so um for me if you're younger listening to this okay I don't really remember my teens I mean okay I'll start at like 18 seventh house perfection year I was not dating anybody and I mean if anything I just committed to like a post-secondary institution I don't really know if that's like a partnership. Age 19, though, in the eighth house, I did move and I learned quite a bit about myself. It was very like uncovering of like of information. Age 20, I was, you know, deep into learning and, and like kind of exploring and dabbling in different things that I like to do. Age 21, when I was like, okay, entrepreneur, let's go. This is my identity. This is how I want to be seen age 22, I had a little bit of change in like friend group. 23, oh my lord, 23, oh my god, I can't even. (laughs) I'd have to be like a whole podcast, age 23. Age 23 was like (laughs) kind of rough and I turned 24 and I was like, okay, this is who I am. I act like I moved um, into my own place, which I feel like was a very big like uh, to really define who you are with no one else's influence around you. And I am turning 25 tomorrow. So and I'm very, very focused on career right now. But and I, I have to stop there because I don't really know what else. Because even where it says here like 15 with the moving. Oh, no, I was like 10 when I moved. Though like the last time. Which is like an 11 year. Okay. So yeah, just talking about the moving. I don't know about moving trends. So I moved in the 8th house year and the first house year, right? And then I said like moving was the fourth house. So, you know, I'm not like 100% expert in perfections because I only do this kind of stuff with myself. And I've just like, I've taken it, I just like self-study, but I would never go deep in with perfections and tell people like, oh, when you're this age, this is going to happen. Like, no, 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 no. It plays out the way it plays out, but it's cool to kind of like see and, and kind of almost validate like I'm very career focused right now like insanely and almost like numbers focused too I'm like I'm having a second house perfection year oh that's why that's a main focus for me because it's almost like you need that stability of income before you can go on to the next themes right okay so I went through the solar return I did the perfections I talked about life path stuff so that's That's really all I have to say. And I like reflecting every year, but it could be because like technically in Placidus house system, I'm an 11th house sun, but in whole sign, like somewhere to read my chart and whole sign, they'd say I'm a 12th house sun. And um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about being a 12th house sun, honestly. It kind of makes sense because I'm just like, wild dreams 
picking up the energy of people. I want to be alone. Thank you. Because outside the energy is like, oh, oh my God, so many people. It's like, oh God. It's like someone can be like a foot away from me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can feel their energy. It's very, if you know anything about the 12th house, like I could be a 12th house son because 12th house is Piscean, but my moon's Piscean. So that's why I say I have that Piscean energy regardless of whatever house my son is in. So I say, if you are listening to this and you're like, I tend to gravitate toward Sag, Gemini, Pisces, Virgo. I don't know why. Well, it's, I know why. Um, so if you're any of the mutable signs, like, or if you're a water sign, like, you kind of know what I mean. Like, it's almost like a curse, the Piscean energy. It feels like a curse some days, I swear. But Pisces is supposed to be, like, the wisest zodiac sign. But it can almost be frustrating because other people don't get things as you do, like, from, like, an energetic, emotional level. Um, And this is, like, the high vibe of Pisces energy. Like, bad vibe, like, the bad vibration of Pisces energy can be, like, um, and I've definitely gone into it before because, like, all humans will kind of flow between the high and low vibrations of the zodiac energy. But for me, with the Piscean, it's, like, um, if, if you're, you're a Pisces energy, you see, like, you just always want to see the good in people. And then a person leaves your life and you're just, like, oh, my God, that person actually was not that nice to me. Like, what? You'll, like, stay in friendships or relationships with people longer than you should because you're just, like, you see the good in them. <laughs> but they could really be, like, a bad toxic person. You're, like, no, but the good times. Like, no, that's bad Pisces energy. Like, get away. Their energy is upsetting you. I could go into way more stories about that. And that's me talking about age 23. But yeah, yeah, that's the that's how I've tapped into the bad Pisces stuff or just wanting to like honestly sleep all the time. Because when you're asleep, you don't have to deal with like any of the problems going on because you're not awake to know what's going on, right? That's bad Pisces energy. Um, but it's almost like the good Pisces energy is like people who, um, don't sleep enough. It's like, you do need your rest though. Like you need to sleep. Um, what else? But the good Pisces energy is like so creative, so intuitive, all of this like imagination and dreams and this this vision, right? It's, it's great. And it's, it's very like, there's been there's a strong empathy, but then it's like toxic. Okay, don't pick up that person's energy. It's not your problem, right? So, but yeah, I can walk by people and be like, oh my God, that person is like anxious right now. Or then I walk by someone else and I'm like, oh my God, they're really pissed off about this right now. And, and, and I'm just like, why do I know this about people? It almost feels like, um, I want to say like invasive. Like I'm almost like, it's like I know something, that, but they don't know that I know, but I know. God. Um, oh, God. Any of the Pisces come out. Any Pisces placements, like, in the personal planets. Like, my little cousin, I call myself Aunt Lisa to him. And he's a Pisces son with the Cancer Moon. And I love him dearly. And we just click. Our bond is strong because he knows. He's three. And he knows um, that I know that he knows. So like, we just, we, I don't even know how to explain it. There's just a click and he's, he goes into his own little world. He plays by himself. He starts singing songs and I'm like, oh my God, 
does it, it's just like kind of tunes out everything going on around him and he's in his own little world where the energy is good, right? So um, it's like he, he puts this little like white bubble around him, right? And they teach you that with, with Reiki and energy protection, but he's a kid, so he's able to kind of easily do it. But I mean, for me as an adult, it's quite difficult to block out sometimes people's energy. Like, oh my God, some people have horrid energy, like rancid energy. And it could be maybe they're in a bad mood or maybe they're just not a nice person. Like you just, you don't know, right? So I really want the random thought. I really want to get him like a bracelet, like with the crystal, like protection crystal so he can wear that as he gets older because he's going to, he's going to know what people are feeling too. when he walks by them on the street, <laughs> um, like there's a part of me that doesn't wish this on anybody. Right. I feel like it would make for a more compassionate world, but if you don't know how to handle it properly, it can put you in a bad mood. And then, then you could put someone else in a bad mood. It's like a bad ripple effect. But if you know how to manage your energy properly with with, with Pisces placements, you can just be like, oh, that person's in a bad mood. Cut the cord, put up an energy block, be like sending good energy their way, but like not absorbing it, but just putting out white light and hoping that they pick some of it up. But it's really, really like difficult to do that sometimes, especially if you pick up too much of what they're putting out. It almost like... Um, like there's a video I saw randomly. I could probably not find it, but it was like a clean bowl of water, like clear, nothing else in it. And then the person put in like a little bit of dirt and it just kind of made it like muddy water. And the only way to kind of like get that out is you can't like, if you dump it, then it's all gone. Right. But the only way to clear water is to either like somehow filter or add in more clean water, let's say white light, to clear out all of that stuff until the bowl is like completely clear again. Um, and if you think of your aura like that, you know, you walk out into the world and almost like a magnet, oh my God, all this stuff just sticks to you. It's like so, it's, it's so difficult. Like I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but yeah, it can be really difficult. <laughs> I laugh because that's the only thing to do. But that's why, and you are somebody who like feels that way with the, the the water energy, the Pisces energy, and you pick up people's energy and you don't know how to handle it. Sometimes I think I'm meant to be the teacher of like energy protection as I learn it myself because um, sometimes people don't know what to do about it, right? And it can feel like a struggle, Um like put me in a group situation where I don't know anybody. Oh my God, that's horrifying. That sounds like a horror movie. Like, no, thank you. And it's mainly because you don't know what you're walking into. You could be walking into a group of like 12 really angry human beings and you don't know. And your immediate reaction is just like to protect yourself. And sometimes the best way to do that is to go silent and just observe. So then you know how to interact. Um, but if you know somebody and you kind of know their moods, you like know how to block it off. I, I don't know if that makes sense. There probably are extroverted water signs, but that's not me. If you're an extroverted water sign, like tell me. I always say like go on Instagram, send a DM, but also like what else is in your chart, right? Um, yeah. 
I don't know where else I'm going with this. I'm like staring out my window at a tree. <laughs> um, yeah, but I did a workshop and like so many people had Pisces placements. It was crazy. And I'm like, this isn't a coincidence, right? And then I'm part of another group thing and um, there's two Pisces in that as well. So I was going to say the other thing is if you don't know how to manage the energy well um, or manage like energy protection well and you have a lot of Piscean energy or 12th house energy, you could go into this like state of like, oh my God, I don't feel good. How do I feel better? And there's a way to feel better. Like, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to clear out. I'm going to go with my element. I'm going to be with the water. I'm going to energetically cleanse and protect. But if you don't have the awareness to do that, you might be like, oh my God, I'm in a bad mood. I need to go drink or I need to go do this. And that's another low vibration of the Piscean energy. Or you need to go to this person and then you develop like an unhealthy attachment to a person and almost like they're almost like a drug that makes you feel better. Like, no, no. So, oh my God, I feel like I could do like a Pisces class, but there is so much great healing energy with Pisces and look to your dreams. There's a funny meme and it's like, what's the source of your knowledge? And it's like, it was revealed to me in a dream. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. I have moments where like throughout the day I'm doing something and I'm like, I've been here before. What's going on? Like, I know, I know what's happening right now. I, my, I've been in this, what's going on? And then it stops and I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't know what that was, but yeah. I always wonder if the people's faces that I see in my dreams, cause like full on people, like full on in color, I can see their face. I've always wondered if like I've passed those people on the street if I've known them in a past life or if I'm going to meet them in the future. And I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I full-on see people's details, details on their face, what they're wearing. It's crazy. If you feel like when you sleep, you don't actually sleep, sleep, you enter into another realm, you have Pisces in your chart or you have some strong, strong intuition with water or 12th house something. If you can do the astral projection or you can control your dreams, you have the 12th house in the Pisces. I don't know how this ended up being like a conversation about this, but it's things like for me living 25 years, how many of my years have I been, have I been aware, consciously aware that I pick up people's energy? Not all 25 years, right? So it can really make you think that like if you're not aware of it and you're picking up people's energies – you really have to be careful who you surround yourself with because their energy could be influencing your decisions and you're like, why do I feel so out of alignment? It's because you're not actually acting in your energy. You're acting in someone else's. So, yeah, there's that too. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I have to say about the, the officially the mid-20s. Now... Now I'll say, oh, my God, when I turn 30, I'll have, like, a breakdown. But I always say that, like, right before my birthday, I have, like, a freak-out moment or I, like, I panic a little bit about turning the next age. Like, the number really means something. And I think that's because, I like, in whole house, the whole house system, I'm a 12th house son, so I get super-duper reflective on it and I almost put more meaning to it than it needs to be. And if you're Pisces, you over you overthink things because it's like you're – you're going too deep 
into it. And it's just the number. I've done crazy things before. I've set myself goals. Like, you need to do this before this age, or you need to be like this before you hit this age. And it's just, it's too much. And then it actually hits. And I'm like, I just want to sleep and rest and play with crystals because that's like calming good things. And I don't want to be stressed right now. So, yeah. I don't have a crystal beside me for this, but the crystal is behind me. So, that is everything for this episode. Let me know if you're a fellow Gemini. Let me know if you have a 12th house sun. You can be any sun sign and it'd be in the 12th house. Let me know if you have any Pisces energy because it seems to be super prevalent right now. Um, We just had Jupiter and Pisces. It will come back for a tiny little bit. Um, There was so much Pisces energy at one point. Oh my goodness. It was almost like too much. It was like a stellium. And I was like, I don't want to do anything. (laughs) That, That would be because it almost feels like collectively heavy. That's it. I I will keep rambling and I will not end this episode. Oh my goodness. Okay. So how would I end this in practicing my Leo rising and my like stellium and Taurus in the tent? Um, Book a reading. Um, And if you want to be like a solo return reading, like DM me, let me know. I'd love to look at your birthday chart. It's so fun. Um, But yeah, if you have not booked a reading with me, book a reading. Um, Yeah, there's two ways to do it. You can do a full hour, like on the website, pre like prepay, or it's this fun way where I just send a video and like answering a few questions on Hey Hero. It's more like cost accessible, Um, but there's no live feedback, and live feedback is great. So that would be booked on the website. If you want to self-study and figure out if you have Pisces placements, I have three courses on the site that you can like just immediately purchase, start learning and self-study. And um, yeah, if you really want to go deep into your your natal chart and using that energy to create a conscious business and be like a conscious leader in the world and have your own business offerings – to literally just spread your light and shift, like shift the energy of like the world and like the things that are being put out into the world. I have Midheaven Mentorship Program, but the Midheaven Mentorship Program is is a six month program, which sounds kind of long, but it's truly just a commitment to yourself. That's why I've made it so long because you can't just like expect something to change overnight. You can't just start a business right away. So it's basically everything I wish like. I talk, yeah, I talked about it in this episode. It's basically everything I wish that, like, I learned before I started my business, like, through my uh, so many years of education, but not the, like, boring education, like, boring business training, which is still very important. That's in the program. But the uh, the feminine, the yin, the more mystical things, because and this is going to sound so Piscean, but, like, you're not just here to like earn a paycheck that's just like not right that's not why humans exist so you have to tap into that spiritual in some way you have to feel like you're connected to source or something bigger than yourself you have to believe that there's something else in another realm that exists for you to be here right now and the moment you connect with that I mean it makes life a little bit easier, which is like, again, very Pisces. 
So that's everything. I feel like this is almost an hour-long episode. If you listen to this, oh my gosh, tell me on Instagram. But the next thing I'm doing on the podcast is every – so as I move through my house seasons, I'm going to talk about them as I'm in the energy because I feel like that's just like better to do. Um, It's almost like in your natal chart, you're given like a season's clock for you on like when to do certain things. Um, So I'm going to talk about that. That's going to be like the new series running on here and maybe a few interviews peppered in. And if you you ever want to be like a guest on the podcast, you just DM me. We will make something happen. You just got to be open to getting your natal chart kind of dissected and read like a lot. Well, not live live, but like other people to listen to. So if you have a lot of fixed energy and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you stubborn? Everyone always laughs if they are stubborn instead of saying yes. Um, you just have to be okay with that, like going out to like people, like hearing it. So yeah, I'm going to end it now. Have a good day or night whenever you're listening to this. And uh, yeah, see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.